Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. It is August, my friends, and you know what that means. I come back from Europe, which is sad for me, but also good for us because it means I will be taking one-on-one clients again. And yes, the ones who I left off with before I went on my adventures around Europe, they will have first dibs to get back into their spaces. And then I open it up, as always, to the Sisterhood Group Coaching, part of being in the group coaching is that you get a discount on all my products, including my one-on-ones, and you get first opportunity to get to see me for one-on-ones before I open it to the general public. But after they're all taken care of, it's time for you. So definitely, if you've been thinking about coming to me for one-on-one work, if you've been thinking this is the right time to finally focus on you and what you need and what you want out of your life and stop procrastinating, this is your time. So email me at hello at rochelleindra.com and let's get the process started of working together. My book's open back up in September. Hello, hello, and welcome to another installment of The Shit They Should Have Taught in School. I am your fearless host, Rochelle Indra, and today we're going to talk about something that's really important to me, something that really pisses me off about society, obviously. I have slept with 23 people. There probably should have been a trigger warning before I said that. Uh, please, God, I hope you're not eating right now. And if you were one of the at least three exes that I know uh, <laughs> that listened to my podcast and maybe my dad, you don't want to listen to this one. Just skip this one. Just skip it. But I have slept with 23 people. I should say by the time I recorded this, I've slept with 23 people. It is a Saturday. I mean, Lord only knows what could happen tonight. I'm still in Europe. I mean, I could come home. It could be 30. It could be 35. Who knows where I could be? And it could be 23. Let's be honest. I wonder if I should, it should be 24. I wonder if I should count myself in that. Hmm, that's a great question. But I am shocked by this number. I am really, and I, every day I think about how shocked I am by this number. Why? Why am I shocked that I'm 41 years old and I have slept with 23 people? Why is this so shocking? It's shocking because when I was 18, I took a quiz in Cosmo magazine. And this quiz was going to definitively tell me how many people... I was going to sleep with in my whole life, which was wildly helpful, I thought, at 18. Wildly helpful. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so curious. I was like, getting out of high school, I was going to college, and I just really, oh, wouldn't this be so great to know? And at that point, I had slept with one person, and I'm off to college, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, I want to know how many people in my whole life, and it said three. 
it said, and I don't remember what the criteria was. Maybe it was how many people have I slept with so far, how old I am. I'm sure it was like my eye color, uh, my favorite ride at an amusement park. Like there was really scientific shit. I mean, this was Cosmo. This was hard hitting. So this was a really, really in-depth quiz to truly know how many people. And I, every day, every day I'm shocked that it's not three. How have I been wrong by 20 people? And I remember when it came back saying three people and I had slept with one and I had thought he and I were together for many years and I had thought, oh my God, of course we're going to get married. You know, uh, we started dating when I was like 14. So like, of course, this is going to be the love of my life. And hello, good to see you. He listens to my podcast. Uh, He's a wonderful man. But going to college, I thought, okay, three people. Okay, so the man I've slept with, And then, okay, one guy in college. Like I had, you know, prepared myself for what this was going to be. I had anticipated. Okay, so like one just gorgeous guy with like a washboard, you know, six pack in college. And then probably at the end of college, I'm going to meet my husband. And that's going to be the third one. I'm good. I'm done. Thank God. Like, I really believed, like, okay, they've somehow, prediction, they've got this. So, okay, I've been with one. I can handle one more before my husband. Then he will be it forever, and everything is going to go on tra-la-la. Yeah, it didn't happen like that. (laughs) Even though I did get married, and I remember getting married and thinking, okay, this is the last person I'm ever going to sleep with, and... 56% of marriages end in divorce so the chances are no it's not and then you take in the amount of people who cheat in relationships and that you have to add that to it the amount of people who bring a third into their relationship the chances when you get married that this is the last person you're ever going to sleep with are very very slim but of course I believed that when I got married and then was I remember one of the first things I thought when I got divorced was like fuck I'm gonna have to add to my numbers I got married, I think I was at seven, I think, when I got, finally got married. Finally got married. There's not a societal thing to say. When I finally got married, I finally got the prize. I finally did the thing that society tells us as women we're built for, bred for, made for. Um, that was my, that was my number. And I remember being self-conscious right, of my numbers as they went up. I always asked the men I had been with, like how many people they had been with. I always wanted my number to be less than what they were with. You're probably like, where the fuck is this going and why are we talking about your sex life? We are talking about my sex life because we need to talk about our sex lives, because we need to share, because we need to be more honest. This is not just like a, you know, the lifestyles and diaries of Rochelle's vagina. We're not doing that game. I mean, we kind of are doing that game for this podcast episode. Again, I am so sorry. If you're eating, take a break. Says you do not want to be eating during this. This is, oof, no. And also, maybe you don't want to be listening to this in your church group. But it's very important to me that we talk about sex and women's experiences in sex. And the number of partners that we have. And the reason I wanted to do this episode was because I have had several women. I've been doing a bunch of lives here in the Netherlands. And a lot of times it's come up where people, women specifically, are self-conscious of the number of people they've slept with. 
that they will stay in relationships they're unhappy with because either they don't want their numbers to go up or one woman told me that she was staying with her partner because she was very, very embarrassed by how many people she had slept with. And this man was accepting of it, of how high her number was. I don't know what her number is. It doesn't matter. And that she was too embarrassed and didn't know how to explain to her future partners how many men she'd been with. Would they accept it? And it made me so mad for her that this is what we do to women. And there was a meme up and it was a really great one I put up and it was that, you know, this woman's like, when a woman says I've slept with 15 people, this was the meme. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Don't immediately judge her by like, oh, 15 people, this means something to, I mean, it was like this, she said obviously more eloquently than me, but it was the judgment that we have of somebody's number of how many people they've had sex with. So I immediately, of course, was like, I've been with, I put it up on my, on my um, stories and I was like, I've been with 23 people and I'm not embarrassed because we need to take the shame out of this. We need to take the shame out of the numbers. I'm not ashamed of how many men I've been with and I'm single by the way. So my numbers, good Lord, good Lord, I'm hoping my numbers go up. I'm hoping to death that my numbers go up whether I meet you know the love of my life and tomorrow and we never bring anybody else in and we stay together forever and we stay totally monogamous and my number is 24 for the rest of my life whether my number gets to 80 it doesn't fucking matter it is society and religion that puts this on us and by the way have you noticed how it puts it on us and not on men right? The more women a man's been with, ooh, you know, he's hot, he's sexy, he's like a sexy commodity, you know, George Clooney, you know, oh, no, he's been with all these women. No women woman was good enough to tie him down. That man really knows himself. He knows what he's doing. Like, oh, you want a man who's experienced, right? So that he can like teach you and all this shit. But a woman with experience, oof. A woman that enjoys sex. A woman that enjoys her body. Ugh. That is not, that is not okay. How many men are shocked when I tell them I masturbate? Like, or that I watch porn. Like, just shocked. I'm like, it's not as shocking as you think. It's just that we don't talk about it as women. We're not supposed to talk about it as women. Men can have jack off jokes here and there. I mean, we hear those. Those are in movies, you know, but never women. Very rarely, I should say, women. We're getting better about this. But this idea of judging someone's number. Perhaps when you heard me say 23 men, perhaps you judged that. Or at least you had a thought about that. You were shocked. You were not shocked. You thought about your own number. You thought about how many people you've been with. We never, ever count the amount of people we shake hands with. And I know you're like, what? What? It's the same thing. How many people have you played Twister with? How many people have you cuddled with? How many people have you held hands with? When you get down to the brass tacks of sex, and I know this is really hard for people, but how is it any different than shaking hands with somebody, holding hands with somebody? It is something I do with my body 
with somebody else's body. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what? No, 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 That's It's not the same thing. How is it any different? It is something I'm doing with my body that I'm doing with somebody else who wants that too with their body. We are putting body parts together. We are having one part of their body touch a part of my body or many parts of their body touching many parts of my body that we both want to do. That is all it is. That's all it is. It's making body parts of mine touch body parts of yours. We do it all the time. Excuse me, pardon me. You like move past somebody, put your hand. I started tripping the other day and a man grabbed my arm as I was tripping, right? I needed help. He touched me. He wanted to help me, right? I mean, we're getting down to the brass tacks. I know you're like, whoa, 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 this is so dumb. Rochelle, this is so, no, listen to me. I was starting to trip and fall. I was going to be hurt. This man walking next to me saw that I was tripping and falling and was going to get hurt. So he grabbed my arm. He knew I needed that. He knew I wanted that. He wanted to help me. So he grabbed my arm and I write it up. Oh my God, thank you so much. I appreciate that. No problem. He went his way. I went my way. How is that any different than sex? I wanted physical contact with another human being. They wanted to give me physical contact. That's fucking sex. But we make it all these other things. Society and religion comes in and makes it all these other things. They give us all these other layers of what it means to have sex. And so I just want you to be aware that all of your thoughts, all of your judgments about what it means for how many people somebody has had sex with, how many different people somebody has rubbed a body part against, doesn't mean anything other than what society has told you, your parents have told you, your friends have told you, your church has told you that this means. I will say, because I always ask the men I'm with how many people they've been with, it's just very, very much about safety, diseases, fears of all that kind of stuff. So it's something that I, you know, I ask about. I like to be very safe. I used to teach human sexuality courses for Planned Parenthood. So I think about all these sorts of things and I have a right to ask and I want somebody who will answer me. Interestingly, the men always say, I don't want to know how many, I will say, in America, which is where I do most of my dating, those that's my experience, men have been like, I don't want to ask. I don't want to know. I would say, oh, so I've been with 23 people. I would say of the 20 American men, 18 American men I have been with, maybe two or three have asked me. Once I've asked them, they're like, okay, well, then I guess I want to know. Most never ask. Obviously, the first guy. Well, no, I was the first guy didn't ask, but we did. We talked about it. We talked about the fact that we'd never been with anybody else. So this was so interesting to me when I came to Europe. And I'm not saying that this is a giant study I did. I did not sleep with enough people. Um, I was busy enjoying the sights. I didn't sleep with enough people to do a huge survey. But of the mm, two, three, three men I slept with last year in Europe, Interestingly, they asked me how many people I had been with or like how many men I had been with on the trip. I think that was more the, no, one asked me like how many men I had been with the trip, who had I been with, what had I done? And 
while we were having sex? Which I was like, um, what? Because you knew I had dated and I had been dating people on my trip. And that was one of the things I had wanted to do. The other one had asked me how many people I had ever been with. And not like out of the blue, not like past the salt, how many people of you had sex with. But we were talking about this because I'm so fascinated by sex and sexuality in ourselves, in our culture. I'm fascinated with it. And we talk about it a lot because it's so weird to me, all this that we put on it, right? All this prejudice, you know, we want to talk about what society does to us and how often we think, oh, I don't care what society says. I don't care what people say. Yeah, talk to me about your sex life. Talk to me about your feelings on sex, on other people having sex. And I will show you all the fucking ways that you actually let your parents and your religion and your culture and your experiences and the people around you mold what you think about sex and what you think about how you're supposed to do it how you're not supposed to do it who you're supposed to do it with who you're not supposed to do it with how many people you're supposed to have been with what that all means and it was so interesting that these men had been interested in who I'd slept with how many people and I had asked why and and I had said you know how many people I'd been with in my life and he liked that and I was like I'm sorry what that was not the reaction I expected I am confident in how many people I've slept with, but like I always am aware that other people may not like my numbers. And he was like, no, I love it because I love that you love sex and I love that you've enjoyed your body and that you know who you are and what you want sexually. Like that's wonderful. And the other guy was like, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. It turns me on to know that you're enjoying your body and that you do what you want and you take charge of what you want sexually. And so I started to wonder if this is different in other cultures than it is in ours, right? I look at, as Americans, we cover up our bodies. We have shame around our bodies. We don't show nudity. And that's all because of the Puritans that were kicked out of Europe for being fucked up in their thoughts and belief systems around sex is bad, your body is bad and gross and shameful and all these things. And they then got kicked out of Europe and came to America. And that the Puritans is why we have the beliefs we have. I mean, I just walked down the street the other day and saw a billboard for sheets and the woman was laying naked and her breasts fully exposed sleeping in the sheets you would never see that in America you are it's going to be a very long time before you see that in America I remember when I lived in London in college uh so you're like in 23 years ago sorry can't believe how long ago it was and you know it was a Dove commercial and they was like oh you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the smell and it's a woman washing her breasts I'm going what this is so crazy that this is so different over here than us and so I don't know it wasn't a big enough sample size to see were those two random men one was French and Russian and the other one was British so it's not a huge handful but that hasn't happened to me in America some men have not cared, you know, like most men are like, ah, whatever, I don't care. And remember that the type of man who dates me is not going to be able to be a very judgmental type of guy, right? Because I'm a very strong woman. So remember that I don't get a lot of judgment about myself sexually from men I date because I will just move you along because I have no place for you to judge me sexually in my life. So not being judged by the men that I date is probably very specifically me because of the men I attract and the men I accept. But I, in society, I know that we have judgment about numbers. And we have judgment about women 
around numbers. And it was just fascinating to see that, ah, maybe it's slightly different in Europe. Or maybe those were just the men I was with, but it was fascinating to see not just like, oh, I accept how many people you've been with. You know, men in, like I said, my men in America were like, I just don't want to know. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to know how many. And interesting that women don't usually, from my experience, care so much how many partners a man has had. Maybe you care if he's, you know, like, oh, I've been with 100, 150, right? Like, uh, yeah, you might, that might be a surprising number. And so you might care about that, right? But generally, from my experience of the women I have known and worked with, they haven't cared as much of the number that the men have been. Some people just don't want to know either one. But that it is this difference of women specifically and women's numbers, you know, this idea of like, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? This whole like, you shouldn't give it out. You know, no man's going to want to marry you if you've been with all these men and you've been used. And there's just, I mean, it is just so, you've been soiled. Blech, what a disgusting term. I mean, there's just all these terms of how women should be virginal and where that comes from. And I tend to start wondering, like, where does this come from? Where is this need? And of course, is religious and societal, but what it really is because we live in patriarchy and our religions are run by patriarchy and our culture is run by patriarchy. So where does this come from where men are needing to tell women that they can, that the man can have all these experiences they want, but women need to be virginal. They need to have not slept with very many people. That hope is of you've only been with your husband, right? I mean, obviously times are changing. This is 2023, but that is that ideal, if you will, right? From the olden days that a lot of people still carry. And we all still carry. If you have any judgment about me saying 23 people, it is because you carry that societal thing. It is a societal, because it says absolutely nothing about me as a person. How many people I've shook hands with. How many people I have laid in bed with. Nothing. There's nothing about me as a person that you could judge. Oh, I can tell she's been with a lot of people. Oh, I can, you know, this or that. And this whole idea that there is anything that's different about you once you've had sex, right? That you're no longer a virgin. This whole idea of virginity is a made up thing, by the way. Nothing scientifically changes about your body once you are no longer a virgin. So this virginity thing is a made up concept. That blew my mind when I started seeing scientists talk about it. Virginity is not a thing, There is nothing to that. You might say, oh, but the hymen, you break the hymen. By the way, lots of women are born without hymens. Uh, Lots of women fall off a bike, get injured, whatever. Exercise can break your hymen. A tampon breaks your hymen. Being fingered can break your hymen. Like this whole like, oh, that's the idea of like whether you're a virgin. No, it's not. Virginity is a made up concept. It does not exist. Nothing changes about your body once you've had sex. Nothing. We invented the concept to make women feel bad, to scare women into acting the way that we want them to act. And why would we want women to be virgins? Sure, could you say, oh, you know, it's so that she's just having your baby um, because before we had contraception and all that. I mean, sure, you could say that it's that so that you know it's your baby, but whatever. 
I wonder how much of it is based on if you have sex with a woman who has never had sex before, then she's less likely to judge your abilities in bed. I notice this when I can see that when a guy does bring up, oh, we talk about how many people we've been with and I say 23 and for some men that maybe is a higher number than other women they've been with. I so often see a worry of, am I going to be able to measure up? I've even have men say like, oh, I hope I measure up, right? Like this is a concern that men have. This is a concern that a lot of women have too. Am I going to be good enough in bed? I think women tend to worry, and this is just my thought. This is not, I've done no science behind this, but we tend to worry like, is my body going to be okay? Am I going to be attractive enough? Is he going to find me beautiful enough? Am I attractive enough naked? And men tend to worry about like their ability, less about them being naked and more about, I mean, I have... I've been with some men that are self-conscious naked. I've been with a lot of men that are not self-conscious naked. And certainly I'm very self-conscious naked. Not certainly, but I'm just saying I am very self-conscious naked. So I notice when a partner is or isn't as self-conscious as I am naked. And I've noticed that men tend to be less self-conscious naked. Not always, as I said. But I do know most women I know are self-conscious naked. Right? Because society has told us that our worth as a woman is our attractiveness to men. So that is something that we get nervous about, which is always a funny experience during sex because men are, tend to be very visual. So they want to see you naked in your body and we're trying to hide our bodies. I can't tell you, I have a larger stomach and I'm self-conscious about it in clothes or certainly naked. And I, you know, how often I have been on top with a man and put a pillow over me because I'm self-conscious of like, wow, now I'm like, my stomach is like in your face and like you're looking at me and I'm so self-conscious that I've like tried to take a pillow and like put it in front of me when I'm on top and every time the guy like moves the pillow he's like yeah no I want to look at you and I'm like oh but don't look here and don't look here and oh right because society has taught me that if I don't have a perfectly flat stomach I am undeserving of having sex or I'm undeserving of being naked or that a man's not gonna be attracted to me or not be able to stay hard with me or like all these ridiculous things that society teaches us as women but men tend to be very concerned about how they are in bed their abilities in bed so isn't it interesting to think that, God, if you were really self-conscious of your uh, maybe your size as a man or your ability to stay hard or the length of sex or to get a woman off or to be seen as good, boy, if you had a woman that hadn't had sex with very many people or none, no other men and had no idea what it was supposed to be like, well, man, wouldn't that just be real fucking good for you? And I am not saying this is how men are or this is how all men are. And I think this is changing. But man, it makes me think about the patriarchy since the beginning. The egos of men that were so terrified of not being good in bed, not being good enough, not being masculine enough, not being virile enough, all these sorts of things. And if a woman knew her body and had been with other men and could compare you to other men, And for those women out there who've had multiple partners, like, you know, being good in bed, enjoying sex is not 
necessarily about the size or the length or or the length of the sex or this or that. I mean, I've had amazing sex with guys that I didn't really like that much or didn't know that well or uh, and I'm like eh, yeah I mean that was it was good it got the job done it was awesome you know but like eh, you know it was fine I'm probably not going to go back for seconds but you know it was good it was great it was fine and I've had really not that great sex with men I have loved very very deeply and I'm like oh my god that is amazing I love that sex I'm going to go back for so many more because I love the person because there was intimacy there, because there was closeness there, whatever. So there isn't just, obviously for women, there isn't just the judgment on how physically good, quote unquote, a man is in bed or the the penis or what the actual sex was like. There's a lot of things that are involved in that. But I was just thinking about it lately and thinking about that like, mm, yeah, is this why we judge you know, now, now that we have birth control, right, is this how we, why we still are judging women on you shouldn't have sex with that many people because what we're really saying is I don't want you to be able to judge me against others. I find that very fascinating. But one of the reasons I like that I've had sex with many different people is I learn what I like. The more men I have been with, the more I learn what they do. Everybody does something different. Everybody's body is different. Every time someone's like, what's your favorite position? I'm like, depending on the dude, right? Like sex is different with different people. And everybody's shaped differently and everybody moves together differently and works together differently. But I've learned so many things that I like and don't like about sex or about my body or how my body works or how orgasms work for me because I've had all these different experiences. And I'm not saying, well, if you've only been with one person, you got to get out there and get it done. I'm not saying that. That's not right for everybody. Because I will also say now in day and age, I know people who have only had sex with their long-term partner and get shit for that, right? Like, oh, I've only been with that one person. How do you even know you, right? We've got something to say about everything. But I wanted to talk about this. And yeah, we went on a lot of little tangents here. You're like, we didn't go on these tangents, Rochelle. You went on these tangents. You're welcome for that. (laughs) You stand warned. You've listened to this podcast long enough. You stand warned. But I just want to bring up this subject of where these ideas come from of men can have sex with as many people as they want and be a stud and be a hot commodity and be what everybody wants, right? But as soon as women do it, we have judgment and we as women judge other women about it. It's the sexual example of, you know, George Clooney just dated and dated and dated and he was so sexy and hot and cool and the eligible bachelor, right? The man about town, you know, you date all these different women, but none of the ones that can lock you down. That is so hot. That is so sexy. But when a woman does it, when it's Taylor Swift, who not sexy. What's the fuck is wrong with her? Why can't she lock it down? Why can't she find the guy? Why can't she make a relationship work? What is wrong with her? Guy after guy after guy, right? Those are just some celebrity examples of what we do relationship-wise between men and women, let alone sexually. So I wanted to put out there me, what I've been through, because, you know, I'm willing to, 
to have us start looking at it, to start the conversation, that there, that a number means absolutely nothing. Your number doesn't actually say anything about you. So stop being ashamed of your number because you are just giving in to the patriarchy's guilt and shame that it wants you to have and stop judging other women for their number. And you may not be outwardly judging, but catch when you're inwardly judging, right? There's so many times where we go, oh, I don't judge that. I don't judge that. Yeah, you do. You just aren't saying it out loud. That doesn't mean you're not judging it. It means at least you're nice enough not to share it. But we still have those judgments. We still have those judgments. I mean, look at me. In this podcast, I still said, well, you know, maybe if some guy was like 100 or 150, and perhaps I am still judging men, which is why I ask how many people they've been with. Yes, sure. I mean, I just said, I'm realizing this now, like I said, oh, because I'm curious about diseases. By the way, a guy could have had sex with one woman and have a disease, and he could have sex with 50 women and not, right? But I'm still judging, right? It's still something I have to work on. I still, I don't judge him sexually if there's anything right or wrong. But I mean, if a guy came to me and said, I date men, I'm 41, I tend to date men between 38 and 50. If a man came to me and said, I've been with 150 women, I would have to look at my judgment about that. I would have to look, I would also have to look at the time. How do you have time for that? Like, do you not have a hobby? Is that your hobby? All sorts of questions. But look, see, I still struggle with my judgment as well. So I'm not perfect in this. And I sometimes have judgment when I look at somebody and then I'm like, oh my God, you've only been with two people and you're 65, right? Which is, you know, more typical because of the age range. But you know, I, I'm not saying I've got this figured out, you guys. So you guys should work on this, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that either. I've got my own um, things as well. And how much of my life I have judged. How many experiences have I missed out on with men I wanted to sleep with because I was worried about my numbers or I was worried in the situation that someone would know I slept with that person and they would judge me for sleeping with them. So I didn't get to have an experience that I wanted to have with somebody, which the experience was truly just between me and that man that wanted to have that experience with me because I worried about what other people would think. Ooh, yeah. How often have we done that? And maybe the reverse is true. Maybe you've had experiences you didn't necessarily want to have because you didn't want to have the judgment for being a prude, right? For not having those experiences. I'm sure it can go the other way. Sure of it. So just some food for thought about our judgment of ourselves and others. And what I would love is for you to think about this, for you to start looking at it in your own life and to call out when you see that kind of judgment out in society. It's one thing to look at it in ourselves. It's another thing to have the confidence to, when somebody else is saying, oh, that girl, she really gets around. Oh, that girl, do you mean people, that girl fucked that guy last night. Oh, this, what does it matter? Good for her. It doesn't matter. We don't even need to talk about it. It doesn't mean anything because that is how we also help when we catch people. I do this all the time. This is like a little tangent. You're welcome. You thought you were getting away for free. 
but I can't tell you how many men come to me. Now this, this got to do a TikTok on this. How many men come to me and they're like, oh yeah, I'm such an ally for women, especially the Barbie movie coming out. How many men out there are saying that they're such allies of women? And oh my God, I champion this. I champion that. Da, da, da. And I'm like, great. When was the last time you called out another man? And they're like, uh, what? I'm like, it's all fucking gravy if you say to me, rah, rah, women are great. How wonderful. But are you calling out other men? And they're like, oh, uh. When a guy says, oh, that girl's such a fucking slut. That girl's so easy. I fucked that girl. Da, da, da. Are you standing up to him and being like, I don't want to hear that talk. You know, she doesn't deserve that. We don't talk like that. Stop it. Cut it out. I don't want to listen to that or walking away. And they just look at me blank. And I'm like, yeah. It's real easy to say you're an ally to us women. It's another thing to turn around and call other men out, which is what needs to happen. It needs to be men calling men out. You're welcome for this tangent, but it also needs to be us calling each other out on what we do to put other women down. I love that whole campaign that was going around of every time it was on TikTok, like every time someone starts to say something negative about a woman and her choices and what she's doing, saying, and I love that for her. And I love that for her. And I have to do it for myself as well. I have to catch myself on that. And I do it in my own brain when I start noticing that I'm judging a woman for something. And then I go, and I love that for her. And I do it in my own fucking head. And I love that for her. And I love that for her. And I need to be better at saying it out loud. And I love that for her. It doesn't matter to me. That's her business. I don't need to start a fight with anybody. But just saying, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to gossip about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to hear about that. I don't care what she does with her body. I don't care what she does with her time. I don't care who she sleeps with. I don't care what she's wearing. I don't care what she said. I don't care how much money she makes. I don't care what car she drives. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Good for her. So that is that next step. Can you accept this in yourself? Can you stop judging yourself? Can you stop judging other women about this? And if you can, can you get to a place where you can mention it to other women? That is the work that we have to do. The men have to work at calling each other out. This is not socially acceptable anymore. This is not how we're going to talk about women as men. And as women, we got to do the same ourselves. We've got to do the same. We're not going to talk about other women like this. We're going to stop ripping each other down. We're going to stop judging each other. And sexually, our bodies is the best place for us to start. That is my PSA, ladies and gentlemen. You can go back to eating now. I love you. And I will see you next week. The number one thing clients come to me for is boundaries, working on their boundaries. And of course it is because our boundaries are at the base of everything we are wanting to change in our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with our others. And as we know, this is the shit they should have taught us in school, but didn't. And I got so frustrated because I couldn't find a good book on boundaries to give to people to help them continue their education or for people who aren't able to work with a therapist or work with a coach. I wanted to be able to lead them in the right direction. There just was nothing out there. 
So you guys know me. I was like, fuck it, then fine. I will do it myself. And that is what I did. I wrote my first ebook on boundaries because this is the most important thing we have to look at in our life. So check it out. You can go find it in my social media at Coach Rochelle Indra on TikTok or Instagram in the link in my bio. I hope you like it. Let me know what you think and how it helps. It's not only a book about boundaries and where you need boundaries in your life, but it is also a workbook to help you figure out exactly what to say when you're having to make boundaries with the people in your life.